Please close your eyes, turn around, and count to nine. When you open them, I will be gone. And welcome to another episode of the SD4L show. I'm Justin Thind. I'm here with my co-host, Matt Sheehan. Matt, how are Howdy. you doing today? Oh, just delightful. We are just one day closer to MSU football taking on the mm-hmm. chips. Life cannot be more great. No, life can be more grand, Justin, actually. I, if I had some cinnamon whiskey on a nice asphalt parking lot in East Lansing, mm-hmm. that's the only way this could be better. That's the only way this could be better. But it's great talking to you, Justin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing better than that, Matt, would mm. be getting to walk into the stadium and having a defense worth getting on the feet and letting that energy out regarding. I, I would love that, Justin. Do, do you have good news for me? Are, are we going <sighs> to? I think we will dive into the feasibility of that today, Matt. Okay, I think that's, that's all like I a good idea. Okay, okay, that's all I need. Yeah. Okay, okay, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. All right, I'm so I'll scrap, scrap the plans of discussing whether Jalen Milrow, Tyler Buckner, or <laughs> Ty Simpson were going to win the job in Tuscaloosa. Okay, that's good. Yeah, we'll we'll scrap those plans. And we'll just go right yeah. to defense, I guess. Um, yeah, I just, I just want, I just want someone to hold me and tell me everything's going to be okay, Justin. And I know we're separated. We, we're all in our own studios right now. We're not, you know, doing this face to face. Can you do that for me, though? Matt, I think at some positions of the defense, I can. Okay, that's a start. That's at a start. more, okay. at more than last year. Okay, we're improving. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going in the right direction here, which yeah. is delightful. Because um, right. I, I, can't, Speaking, I can't do it again, Justin. The listeners can't do it again. The viewers cannot do it again. I'm just watching a defense just get completely Swiss cheesed for another fall. Speaking of going in the right direction and speaking of viewers and speaking of listeners, we humbly ask the viewers and listeners to go in the direction below and subscribe to the YouTube channel and also subscribe to the Apple podcast feed and the Spotify feed. And if you feel so inclined to leave five stars, um, yes, we are pro censorship here. Uh, Please go ahead and leave a review as well. We really need your help on the algorithms now. But yes. Matt, but back Justin. to the topic at hand. Yes. Speaking of five stars, well, see, that would have been a great transition had they landed a five star <sighs> recruit on defense the last couple of years. Anyway, speaking anyway. of very, very high quality yeah, there we defensive go. Nice. players. Yeah, yeah. The defensive tackles, that's where we will start as we go ahead and we dive deep into the defense this year on a positional basis. It's a great start. The defensive tackles, you have Simeon Barrow, you have Derek Harmon, Jalen Sami, Maverick Hansen, Tunmisi Adelaye, Jarrett Jackson, Dre Butler, and more. That is seven names, I believe I said. Out of those, two will be playing at a time, unless it is a goal line package, or unless they somehow bring out a 5-2 defense. We have, at least I do not recall, um, a recent moment in history where Michigan State could bring out seven guys at defensive tackle and say, hey, they might not all be Derek Harmon or Simeon Barrow, but a lot of these guys can play at the Big Ten level. 
And for them yeah. to have that this year, what does that mean, Matt? It means that we're going to smile a lot mm. more. And it means that, well, the, the 4.3 yards Michigan State was giving up on the ground last year, third worst in the Big Ten, that, that could be a massive jump forward here. I, I, I think it's incredibly lofty expectations to have them cut that by a full yard, go from 4.3 yards per carry to 3.3, but I can very well see it happening. I, it, is, it is asking a lot from a defense that had that as a weakness last year, but I think it can be a strength this year, just with everyone you just said, all seven of those guys, not just the starters, but let's not get it twisted. It all starts with them. Simeon Barrow, great player. If you don't believe me, just ask any of the other programs to try to get him away. <laughs> uh, Derek Harmon, also another strong player, the Texas A&M transfer to a C Adelaide, whose name I will nail by the time we face Iowa. I, I, I promise you that. Uh, but it's just beyond that because, Last year, and this is an example. This is a player I'm going to use as an example here. He landed on his feet, landed in a nice spot at Arizona State. Michael Fletcher, okay, I, I believe six foot four, 270 pounds last year. It might be on by an inch or some pounds right there. They upgrade Dre Butler, Jarrett Jackson, Jalen Sami, all three of those guys at least six foot five or six foot six, 300 plus pounds. Mel Tucker said as much that yeah, we were a little thin at defensive line and. He wasn't talking figuratively. He was talking literally as well. He beefed up with some guys that can add some big 10 size to this unit. So I I think it's going to be a major, major step forward for this unit from the starters down to, Mm -hmm. Hey, the transfers like a a guy that I'm very high on Jalen Sami. I mean, a Pac-12 honorable mention guy that that, that man swallows, Mm -hmm. swallows offensive linemen and run lanes. And you don't think that some great run stopping linebackers aren't behind him. Yeah. it's a great marriage of a run-stopping defense. Yeah, I think uh, the optionality is the biggest thing that sticks out to me. You can have yeah. a first and ten formation with your two best defensive tackles. Period. In Derek Harmon and Simeon Barrow. Then after that, let's say you get down to third and two, you have your two biggest defensive tackles in Derek Harmon, who would stay on the field, and Jalen Sami that comes in for for Simeon Barrow. Um, or I guess on the next third and two after that, you can have Sami and Simeon Barrow. Either way, you have those three guys that are very, very neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Then Tunisi Adelaye, I don't know exactly what he's going to be able to provide this year in terms of a snap count, whether he is um, a clear cut, like second team kind of guy or whether Maverick Hansen is still ahead of him or how that was that would go fact of the matter is he's very young and he has potential whatever he can do this year is just a bonus because next year i think he's gonna have a big role on the team okay now, he's the guy that was between defensive tackle and defensive end when he came here i believe tucker announced him as an end but then he still remained 290 and i heard that in camp he's been playing at both but if i'm hearing a guy is still 6'4 290 and didn't actually trim down i'm I'm throwing him in the DTs. And that's what I did in my depth chart preview. That should be out by the time that we, that this is posted. And we're talking about guys that are now um, not necessarily even needing to contribute, but still being very exciting if they do contribute Um, and Michigan State being fine either way. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think that really says all that needs to be said about defensive tackle. Just very excited to see, see who emerges there beyond the, the two or three guys that up top and um, just how dominant they could be in the run game because they need to this year. I think last year Michigan State wasn't bad in the run, but I don't think they um, were as good as people thought either. I think they might have been eighth in yards per carry in the Big Ten. Um, so they did need to improve, and I, I do like the Jalen Sami pick up a ton. 
Defense. It was not good. It was not. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Defensive end, um, probably not seven or eight deep, but no. they're still pretty deep, um, yeah. especially compared to previous years. Uh, the way I have it is first team I have Zion Young and Chris Bogle. Second team I have Avery Dunn and Brandon Wright. Um, if Tunmisi Adelai goes outside on on rushdowns, um, or, or I guess I should say running downs, you can then in that case I guess consider him a DE as well. Um, by Job situationally, I think uh, in some third downs that are obvious passing downs, he's also a guy there. Um, Ken Talley is also in the mix, even though I think he yeah. also might be more of a 2024 type of a contributor. Um, doing this off my head. So, man, I don't know if I forgot anybody at defensive end. There might be somebody there. But fact of the matter is they have at least four guys, maybe five, depending on if Job um, or Talley can can produce a year earlier than expected. And um, that's two full rotations and then some. What does that mean to you, Matt? It, it means more smiles over here. And <laughs> one, one guy that I do have my eye on just from, you know, how last season ended with every single player that put a helmet on and played defense for the Michigan State University Spartans uh, just seemingly perished on the field. You know who didn't, though? Avery Dunn. He got a lot of run mm. last year, and I really like the reps that he put on tape in the last month of the season. So I think it's going to be a, a season that's going to be solid for him. Now, is he going to be a starter? I think it's going to be close, but yeah, Chris Bogle, Zion Young probably get the nod, but still, I, like you do have some depth at that position, especially for those third downs. I get excited for third and lawn, and this is something that Scotty Hazleton talked about not too long ago, is you have to earn the right to get to third and lawn. But hey, if mm-hmm. they get to that this year, I want everyone to close their eyes and envision a nice little package here. Simeon Barrow in the middle, Tumisei in the middle as well. And then on the outside, mm. you could have Brandon Wright and then by Job, or you could have your, your Zion Yuns and Brandon Wrights because Brandon Wright, another great, great quarterback killer on third downs. I love how he comes off the edge. You, you do have a lot of good options for that NASCAR package, as they call it. Get those four speed demons on the line on like a third and 11, something fun like that. It's It, it can be fun on third down however just like scotty hazelton said you have to earn the right to do that and that goes back to what we just talked about with defensive tackles if you're stopping the run that's how you get there so yeah there's no question of where the strength of this team is going to come from just both from depth and where the talent is on this roster for sure and like what with the pairings that i now i i guess i put out i shouldn't even say first team and second team because really it could even be divided up where they don't want to have both Cyan Young and Chris Vogel on the same pairing, just because both are kind of strong defensive end types. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might want to do a um, Cyan Young and uh, either Avery Dunn. Yeah. Zion Young or Avery Dunn. You have one of those guys that are a, a in between kind of body type between DE and DT and then a clear cut pass rushing DE and Avery Young. So a um, lot that they can play with. Once again, optionality is the key word there across the entire defensive front. Yeah. Are we ready to talk about linebackers now, Matt? Uh, if it includes Cal Halliday and Jacoby Winman, I'm, I'm definitely d- down to talk about that position group. Certainly. Yeah. Yes. I, I think I'm going to introduce a little bit of pessimism at the end of, of talking about the linebackers. All right. Th- this was fun while it lasted. So, okay. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll all, we'll all remember the defensive line talk. <laughs> um, I will, I will first say that, I think this will be MSU's best linebacking core as a whole 
since probably Anton Simmons was here. So not that long ago, but at least better than last year. Um, The thing is, all of the linebacking um, options that Michigan State has, they have one thing in common, Mm -hmm. and that is their chief weakness. With Jacoby Winman and Aaron Brule, you have two guys that are very good blitzers, very -hmm. good pass rushers from the linebacker spot. Yeah. With Cal Halliday and Jordan Hall, and I'm going to talk about Jordan Hall for a minute after this, they are, are two very good Mike linebackers that are going to be very good in run support. Absolutely. You did not hear me for any of those four guys say that they are athletic in open field situations against running backs and tight ends or necessarily very skilled pass coverage guys. Now, had we known that Darius Snow was, was going to be healthy, um, or I should say, if we were to know that Darius Snow is healthy, that changes things. But I do not know that. And um, it leaves you with four guys, maybe five, even if you include Ma and Naototo, who's another guy that's solid against the run. Yeah. It leaves you with five guys that give you a deep linebacker room. It gives you a, a room that is going to be very good in one phase of the ball and and when asked to blitz in the other phase but it does not give you guys that can cover tight ends or running backs consistently. With that said, Jordan Hall, who I have to give his flowers to, yeah, um, he was not in my spring depth chart projection uh, because I wrote back then um, he is going to be very, very good at Michigan State starting in 2024 and beyond. It appears now, based on what I have been hearing the last few weeks, now that has gone out the window and he simply is just going to be very good at Michigan state mm-hmm. and that can begin to take shape this year. He showed in his high school tape, the ability to cover. I do not know how that will project and translate immediately as a freshman at the big 10 level. Yeah. I think if he keeps working as hard as he does uh, in the weight room, I think that by his junior year, he could be a pretty good coverage guy while being an amazing or a very, very good linebacker in every other phase, even before that. But I don't know. That's kind of where my head's at right now, Matt. I think Scotty's limited in what he can do with the linebackers other than blitzing or filling run run fits. Um, but again, the linebacker room is good. I think the tone that I've taken here is a little too negative, but that is something that's been weighing on my mind a lot the last two days. I don't think it's negative. I, I, I just think it's honest because it, it depends how I'm feeling, what kind of a mood I'm in when I think about it. But yeah, you, <laughs> you have Jordan Hall here in, in the two deep. On one hand, the positive side of me is like, well, yeah, he's an IMG Academy kid. He was a captain there forever. Obviously, athletically gifted, top 200 recruit, just a great upstanding Spartan as well. A, a ton of good things to say about him. Of course, he could play early on as a freshman. He has the size to do it as well. We all saw that in the open spring practice. But then, like, when I'm not in a good mood, Justin, like, when I want to feel a little, like, glass half empty, it's like, wow, is he – do we have a true freshman linebacker on the two deep? Out of necessity, though, like, is is this a thing where, hey, he really is truly this good? He is beating out guys like Ma'anazioti and guys like that. Or, uh-oh, do we not have enough linebackers in this room and we just need a true freshman to be this guy because we're running out of names and guys with that skill set that we kind of need in this scheme. I, again, I, I, I flip flop. 
it depends if if I'm in a cheery, hey, all right, go Spartans mood, or if I'm in a, uh oh, that's right, we did just go five and seven last year, and there are some deficiencies on this defense mm-hmm. here. So uh, yeah, stay tuned to find out. I guess I would love, I would love the reason to be because he really truly is going to be Ray Lewis 2.0 for this team. But I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I pause, I pause there. But again, at the top, the, the starters. I mean, that, that's as good as you can possibly get. Look, Hal Halliday, obviously the leading tackler from uh, the Big Ten last season returning. Jacoby Winman, great athlete. But, yeah, it's 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 a pass game and then Starius Snow's injury. And then I just start to spiral when I think about right. it. So. Yeah. Um, we'll start the think- run, though. Yeah, that, that, that's one thing I was going to say. Stop if, the hell out of the run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. if, if you have defensive tackles and defensive ends and linebackers that can stop the run, yeah. you have a sense of predictability being taken away from the opposing offense yeah. that allows you to bias yourselves more towards pass coverage, which yeah. partially make up for you not being as good at it. Um, to what threshold, to what degree, that I do not know. But it helps right. if you can at least completely stop one facet of the game if the other one is a deficiency. Um, you kind of saw that in 2018 as well, because whenever teams ran the ball, like you might as well just kneeled the ball right there. Yes. Like, you, you, you were wasting a play running the ball against that defense. And that, and that helped the pass defense as well. But I, I think this pass defense might be also a little far away from that 2018 unit, but I digress. I a lot, lot of digressing going on today. I, I digress. Yeah. Digre- always digress, Matt. That, that's where the most productive discussion occurs. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. So <laughs> keep that rolling as far as I can. The, oh, the, the position group that all the pressure is on are the guys that are playing behind the defensive front. Mm-hmm. I am here to tell you, Matt, Okay. that – all of the pressure, in my opinion, should be on the defensive line and the and and partially the linebackers. And that's fair. Yeah. The reason I'm here to tell you this is because the last couple of years, the defensive backs were average to below average to bad because they were patchworked guys, middling yeah. guys brought in because the internal talent behind them either was not ready or simply did not exist. Yeah. Finally, this year. of the defensive back starters I anticipate will be 2022 guys on day one. And that number could grow to 80% throughout the course of the year, depending on what Malcolm Jones or Caleb Coley can do to take over one of the corner spots. Mm -hmm. You're looking at Dylan Tatum. You're looking at both safeties and Jaden Mangum and Malik Spencer. Those are the, those are the three out of the five guys that get you to 60% on day one, in my opinion. Now I do not expect everything to run smoothly back there. Um, they are, I believe Dylan Tatum's a true sophomore. Jaden Mangum, I believe is a true sophomore. And then Malik Spencer, a redshirt freshman. You have three 2022 guys, um, Charles Brantley. And then I think either Marky Lowry or Terry Roberts on the other side. So two guys that are not healthy often, Charles Brantley, we know what we get with him. Yeah. This talent is not off the charts at the DB room. The youthful potential and the excitement is there, and I, I think they better be good in 2024 in the defensive backfield. But honestly, it's on the defensive line to carry this defense, put pressure on the quarterback, which they did not do last year whatsoever, which right. is 
which accentuated how, how average some of these guys were in coverage. Therefore, whatever the defensive backs can do in a vacuum in terms of coverage skills, to me, is icing on the cake. This onus is fully on the defensive line. Do you agree or disagree or in between with that? It, well, it, it's gotten so bad. Like, we're not just talking, oh, they're middle of the pack of the big 10 or oh, they're in the bottom third of the big 10 like no it has been atrocious the last few years so yeah if it gets that bad it is never on just one unit it is on the entire unit as a whole so yeah of course the defensive line is going to have to help these guys as well but man it's it is question mark city here because chuck brantley fine solid player marky lowry fine solid player also hurt quite a bit uh also terry roberts scary terry roberts from iowa as well hey you mm-hmm. know what I do another show on the side, Locked on Spartans. I had a guy by the name oh, of Hunter. Oh, check it out. Thank you. Appreciate that. I, I feel a little shameless plugging that. But talk to Hunter Stahl. He does work with PFF College. Terry Ooh. Roberts would have graded as the highest coverage cornerback on Michigan State. He graded at a 79. Michigan State's highest coverage cornerback at a smooth 72 last year. So we, we need talent, and we also need Ooh. health in this unit as well. I Again, I, I hate to keep on throwing the F word around. Fascinating, but it will be fascinating to see any of these young guys are going to step up. Chance yeah. Rucker, if you will. Caleb Coley, I think that we expect to see on the field throughout the season, but yes. just how much and how big of an impact can we actually see right. from these guys? And will any of them be the true freshman in Chance Rucker? I, throw throw all the cornerback spaghetti you can at a wall and, and just see what sticks, man, because I, uh, I can't do this again. You guys listening can't do this again. We deserve better than this. I just, like I, it was not good last year, Matt. I used to be happy, Justin. Mm. And hey, maybe the happiness can come back if the defensive line wants <laughs> to take off a few uh, heads of the quarterback this year. That'd be delightful. Yeah, around these parts. Yeah. Uh, if the defensive line can get significant pressure, or the defensive backs can either continue to grow upon what they did last year, the young guys, I mean, um, or I guess even Marky Lowry and Terry Roberts are healthy and, and can play as well as they, they have done in the past when they're healthy. If one or two of the, if one of those two position groups hold up their end of the bargain, they should be able to make a bowl game. If both position groups hold up their end of the bargain, um, I think there is a glass ceiling on, on what they can do record wise. So I probably shouldn't have gone down that road, but I think say, uh, say 10 and two, say 10 and no, two with no, your no. chest. <laughs> Give the people what they want. Say both those Miami tickets for the orange bowl. Say it, Justin, come on. I, I, I think you're looking at six and six of one of those two units come in and then a floor of seven and five, maybe eight and four. If both units um, do more than hold up their end of the bargain. Obviously, depending on if the offense is baseline or above in that in that situation, but they, one of those two units on the defense they have to come in and they have, have to, to play well if they want to make a bowl game. Um, I think at the end of the day, the talent is finally inside the building. Now the question is, how ready are a lot of those guys? Yeah. Um, defensive line, they're ready. Defensive backs, I don't believe so yet. So is one unit going to help out the other or are they not going to help help each other out and not going to play complimentary and uh, we're going to have a repeat of last year. So that's what the question is. Who is somebody that you're watching very closely in these first two games of the year 
that probably isn't going to play a ton the whole year, Matt, but you just want to see how they look in pads. You just want to see how they move at the D1 level. Some some newcomers. Who who Name one guy that you really, really want to see. God, uh, well, the boring answer is Jordan Hall. We already spent enough time on him. So I will just move to the, uh, the guy that is the cream of the crop of this class, but by Job. Mm. I mean, we saw him do work in the All-American camps against top flight offensive tackles. Obviously, he had a great high school career. He's rated very high. But is he ready to crack, whether it just be, hey, a third down specialist, you know, coming off the edge. Here's this athletic freak for you, Mr. Quarterback. I, I, I am curious to know how much run he will get early in the season. And, hey, could that bleed into Big Ten play? So I'm, I'm going to go with a very popular name here for that one by Job. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hope I'm not taking the, the easy way out here by saying, hey, the top 100 kid. Like, But that, that, that is who I'm definitely looking forward to the most. No, I think that's that's a that's if you didn't say him, that would be an odd decision. So I think you're yeah. you're very you're you're very spot on there. Um, obviously that's that's the guy for me too. I guess uh, if I w- let me rephrase my own question and say, let's take away the part of oh somebody who might not play after that. Yeah. Let me just say someone that I'm excited to see early on that we haven't uh-huh. seen already. Caleb Coley. We talked about him already. Okay. But okay. Tidbit here. Caleb Coley was in line based on what, what, what I had been hearing, what Corey Robinson, my colleague had been hearing. Caleb Coley was in line to see the field at corner, not just special teams by, I want to say somewhere between week six to eight. Um, One of, one of those weeks. And then he got hurt in practice. It was a minor injury, nothing major, but it, I think it was a couple week injury derailed the timeline. Um, by then, I think a few guys in the secondary uh, returned and, and they played instead. But he was very close to seeing the field as a true freshman. And he's, he's kind of undersized, mass If that is the case, he must move different. So... I want to see how Caleb Coley looks immediately. Can I throw out just one more name? And this is not yes. a new name by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Angelo Gross, though. Like, mm. a lot of eyeballs on him because th- that is a position that just needs to perform this year. It's a very unique position, of course, in this scheme. The, the nickel position does not look fun to play, but you got to have a special athletic ability and also the, the, the cerebral as well. It was interesting because it, it, the rumor has it that Angelo Gross was a little more dinged up than yes. a lot of us were led on to believe last year. Now, how long that was for, how much did that hold him back? Who's to know? So, hey, here's a fresh slate for you. Um, if, if you want to be the savior of the nickel position, Angelo, my God, the, the opportunity yes. is certainly there for you, especially with Darius Snow sidelined for Lord knows how long this season. That, that's that's gonna be fascinating because I I also don't think he yeah. was as bad as a lot of people made him out to be last year as well, especially in in the run stopping mm-hmm. unit. But then again, like that, I'm talking about every player at the linebacker position now again. Right, hey, they're really gonna stop in the run, but can they cover? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. But let's see if uh, we can just have a slight uptick in the coverage ability this year as well. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. I. I personally was very down on him after the season ended, but the more time went and the more people I talked to, the more that people were emphasizing just how hampered he was. Um, to me personally, when I was hearing during the season, oh, Gross is playing hurt, um, just give him credit for playing hurt, um, and, and he's doing his best. 
to me, on one hand, yes, that is admirable. He could be sitting out instead. He's put exposing himself, putting himself out there and not playing well. Yeah. But like the game against Minnesota, um, where the other team's tight end flexed out against him as a corner, nickelback, and beating him within 0.5 seconds, it, it was not acceptable. Not great. But, <laughs> right. But it seems now, from what I've heard, is he was very, very injured. Yeah. I was just assuming it's one of those things where, oh, like, obviously nobody's healthy during the season. Everyone's hampered a little bit. He's one of those guys. But no, it seems like it was, it was, it was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And now that makes me even more excited for what he might be able to bring this year. Cause people might remember his freshman year. He was, he was way better than rankings. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, if he can come in and play 90% as, as well as, as he was on the trajectory to play, I think, uh, especially in run support, which seems to be the common theme of where, of what they're going to be good at. Right. But even some of those bigger body type of tight ends, maybe some of those running backs that aren't the most fluid route runners, if he can stay with those guys, then a lot of pressure is relieved on those defensive backs. So good job by you bringing up his name. He definitely deserved that sort of um, separate discussion. I, I just hope everyone walks in like freshly for Angela Gross because I'll, I'll just reiterate it for the 15th time. A, a lot more hurt than I think a lot of us even knew last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm I, I'm – I'm willing to give him a chance at a rebirth of like winning the fans back over because God, he yeah. was the scapegoat for, for a lot of uh, Michigan state football fans last year. And maybe not, not for the correct reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who do you think will lead the team in sacks this year, Matt? Figure for Chris there's... Bogle. Okay. Big, okay. Figure for Chris Bogle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I like probably that. the odds on he's probably the odds on favorite, but I'm, I am going to go with the safe choice here. As much as I do love Brandon Wright, and hey, can Michigan State even get to that many third and long situations this year? Who's to say? But uh, yeah, I mean, Chris Bogle, he was really coming along last year, and then well, just like everyone else that wore green and white, um, just wasn't able to finish it healthy last year. The interesting thing before answering that is Jacoby Winman is not going to have as many pass rush opportunities as the defensive lineman in front of him, but he might be able to maximize his limited opportunities more than anybody else. Okay. Uh, Is it possible he leads the team in sacks again? Um, Is that a negative? Is that a negative or a positive reflection on those in front of him? Um, You know, I, I think, uh, I think one of the DTs might get more sacks than you might expect the interior guys to get. If if Scotty can use the high side rush and um, just have guys like Zion Young and Chris Bogle break the pocket down more so than actually try to get to the quarterback and kind of have that high side rush technique where you're basically wasting a rusher, telling him go way deeper into the pocket than necessary just to move the quarterback off the spot, mm-hmm. and those DT guys can come in. If there were betting odds... Those DTs would not be first, second, or third, but I might take I might take someone like a Simeon Vera to get some sacks from the interior, which is not customary. No, um, <laughs> not customary at all. I like that though. I I, I like the the logic there at least. That's that's nice. Plenty of options on that defense. It's probably going to be Jacoby. It's probably going to be Jacoby Winman. Never mind. But uh, all, I like I like speaking aloud about that. It, it it all comes full circle too. Just like <laughs> the, the amount of options too on this defensive yes. line, man. Like just the 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 guys that you can do that high side rush with. I mean, yeah. Just, punch him in the face and mm. in, in the interior. Oh, let's go. God, it's going to be nice. Oh, that's going to be nice. Who leads in interceptions? 
I hope they have more than two this year. Let's yeah, just start there. Um, yeah, call me greedy here. Oh, man, who leads in interceptions? Uh, Justin, it could be any of them. How about that for an answer? No, I, I'm going to go with. I can give you somebody first if that gives you more time to think. No, I don't. Go ahead and give it to me. It's it's not a time thing. It's just uh, like who's going to be healthy <laughs> like throughout the entire year. This is true. Amongst the quarterbacks. Or, or are you not even going to go with a quarterback? Are you going to go with one of the safeties here? It is. Cal Halliday. It is late August. The uh-huh. season has not started. Yep. It is before having seen anybody, before even the third scrimmage happens. Yeah. And I am locking in the prediction that Malik Spencer will lead the Michigan State Spartans in interceptions this year. I like that. We will cut this up and we will revisit this at the end of the year if I'm right. If I'm wrong, then obviously we will do no such thing. Um, again, he's a guy, He we saw him finally in the Illinois game. He was going to start sooner than that. When Xavier Henderson was out, and they had obviously Kendall Brooks in, um, and then the other safety spot. I know Jaden Mangum came in, but then he he hurt his neck and head area. After that, after that injury right there, but before Xavier Henderson came back, that was going to be Malik Spencer time. But he too had an injury that kept him out of significant like practice time. I think he might have still played special teams a game or two after that. But until the Illinois game, we didn't see him he was also very far ahead of his ranking and ahead of pace for development timeline. So I'm, it's not a hot take at this point to say by all the Malik Spencer stock you can, but I will reiterate once again to do so. And I'm locking in that he is my prediction to lead the team in interceptions here in late August. And I'm going to go with Dylan Tatum, just, just on mm. vibes alone. And also the fact that he's played like almost every single position already in his young career, whether it be, you know, heavy practice squad use, obviously, or just on the field very late in the season. But some cornerbacks, some nickel free, some safety. Like, is this pretty smart kid, pretty talented kid as well. And I, I think that he has the frame to be durable for an entire season. Now, let me go ahead and knock on wood right there before I jinx him into two Achilles tears in week one. But yeah, give, give me Dylan Tatum. I, f- I feel comfortable with a cornerback uh, for this one, but I, I do like Malik Spencer a lot. Well, Matt, I believe that wraps up the defensive preview of the 2023 Michigan State Spartans. Do you have anything else you would like to put on the record that we can clip up if you're right and ignore if you're wrong? Oh, wow. Um, Three all Big Ten honors. I don't even think that's a bold mm. prediction, but for the defense alone, not yeah. counting honorable mention. No, no, no. It's got to be in the first three teams. Yeah, okay. It's be in the first three teams, we're gonna go Simeon Barrow, Jacoby Winman, Cal Halliday. Like, I, okay, I, I, I like that. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a mild prediction, I guess, but we're just gonna throw it on the on the board just to have something I, up there. I know? think if that happens, you're looking at a bowl game. I, I think if you yeah. have three of your eleven guys as Big Ten honorable mentions, that means first of all, all three of those guys were healthy for most of the year and that they played as well or better than they were expected. So yeah. I like that. I like what that implies. And uh, more than two interceptions this year. Yes, Go, that going is, out that, going out yeah. on a limb, going really yeah. out on a limb here. So yeah, yeah, we're starting to feel ourselves here. Selling hope. No, that's all, <laughs> all, all we got to sell. And hoodies. We also have hoodies and, and t-shirts <laughs> as, as well. Hope t-shirts and hoodies. You get it all on SD4L, baby. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, with that, we appreciate you guys tuning in for this episode of the SD4L show. Please, as I said earlier, like, subscribe, and leave that five-star review. And with that, we appreciate you tuning in. 
We'll have more content for you next week as the season draws near. And uh, we're excited about kind of the content plan that we have. Um, should be some fun post game or, or very next morning type of, of shows here as well. So appreciate everyone that is joining us on kind of this new journey of the SD4L show. Yeah. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and the previous episode. And on behalf of Matt and on behalf of myself, we really appreciate everyone that tunes in and we will see you next episode.